Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone. This is Andrew Mearns with Pinsford Valley Podcast. Before we get started, I want to send out our best wishes to Sarah Langs of MLB, formerly ESPN, SNY, and some other sources. Sarah's been a very valuable part of the baseball online community for several years now. She announced on Twitter just a little while ago that she has ALS. Um, we just wanted her to know that if she's listening, we're all behind her. Everyone, I hope, involved with Pinstrip Alley community writers everyone is behind her as well we're sending all the best thank you sarah Hello and welcome to the Pinstripe Alley podcast, season finale, regular season finale edition, we should say. I'm Andrew Mearns, joined by Kun Shah. How are you? I'm doing all right, you know, ready for the playoffs. Yeah, we just uh, finished watching the Yankees play an entirely meaningless series against the Rangers with no stakes whatsoever. I endorse series with no stakes. (laughs) For some reason, I really thought you were about to say we just saw the Yankees play an entirely meaningless season. I was like, okay, yeah. wow, that's harsh. Like, yeah, wow. <laughs> this was useless. <laughs> um, no, yeah, uh, I, I I enjoyed the fact that the Yankees had stuff locked up before heading into the final season. So uh, the, now I'm saying it, the final <laughs> series. So the final season of nice... Yankees baseball. It's over. <laughs> yeah. That's it. They're done after this. Yeah. But yeah, it was nice to see some stress-free baseball because now we're going to see a lot of stressful baseball. <laughs> Yeah, and we do get a uh, weekend of watching for us stress-free baseball. Not so much for the fans of those wildcard teams. Uh, Godspeed to you Phillies and Mets fans out there. <laughs> see, see, it's not entirely stress-free for me because though I'm not a fan of any of the teams, I dislike some of the teams, so I really <laughs> am stressed about having the, having to see the Yankees play them. So go Guardians. Yeah. <laughs> go Mariners. <laughs> Let's go Guards. As they say, yes. I don't know. But, Big guards fan here. Yeah, I so I was saying like almost entirely meaningless for the Yankee series, but was what was meaningful is that Aaron Judge finally got to his sixty second freaking home run. So good job, man. Yeah, the dude literally has sixty two home runs. Yeah, so it took took a little while to um get to sixty one and then to sixty two. I believe I saw that his pace. I think through like fifty nine home runs was like he, he would have, it was a 72 homer season so he fell short of that 
alas, but 62, not too shabby. Yeah, I guess I, guess I was wrong. Yeah, no 74 homer season. But hey, as, as you said in your post, breaking the news a bit, there's always next year. It's good to keep goals. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And I will be right there with my Ventura Valley predictions, predicting 74. Yep, as always. Yes. And if anybody else joins me, I will still just harp on the fact that I was the original. <laughs> I was the original one with unrealistic expectations. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that pitch that he got for a 60-second home run was a pretty delicious slider just sitting in the middle of the plate, like in the 80s. So, you know, good. Thank you to um, Jesus Tinoco, I think his name is. I could not tell you. Yeah. You could just be making up a sound, and I would be like, oh, yeah, that, that was the pitcher. Yeah, it was Jesus Tinoco. <laughs> obviously <laughs> Duh. who else would it be yeah nope i don't know what if that guy's gonna do anything else in his career so he will always have that maybe he'll uh get to hang out with judge on autograph circuits in like 50 years you know yeah, when maybe when we are uh barely sustaining life <laughs> exactly <laughs> but yeah hey, and that... aaron judge will be on the autograph circuit <laughs> I, I, I can't even say he'll always be remembered for it because it's been two days and I already forgot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, at least amongst his family, he'll always be remembered for it. Do Maybe. you remember what team he hit the 60th against? Wait. No. <laughs> <laughs> I really do not. It was against the Boston? Pirates. Oh, Pirates. Yeah. All right, Boston and held him, uh, held him homerless, right, in those four games? Yeah. Was, uh, or, that, one that, last... was, that was after the Pirates, right? Yeah. I don't know. One last yeah. jab in the eye from the freaking Red Sox, who we should not uh, fail to mention, finished in last place this year. Also, also predicted by me. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go O's. 83 I, wins. I, hey, I didn't nail the ALE standings exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, on the Twitter space last night, I think Madison was saying, like, we should all be so lucky to live in Kunja's world. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> it's a nice place. Yeah, yeah. So, good season uh, overall by the Yankees. We'll have, uh, obviously, more in-depth overall thoughts of that once the season actually ends. But we wanted to end the regular season by looking back at some things that we liked from it. And um, we also, I guess we should do a quick little wild card weekend preview too, because they got, we got the Rays and Guardians, uh, Phillies and Cardinals, Mariners and Blue Jays, and Padres and Mets. And uh, as I think you've already alluded, we have some uh, preferred preferences in there. I 100% do. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess, who do you want to win and who do you think will win these series? I want the Guardians to beat the Rays. I do not think that will happen just because. So I think there's a legit chance the Guardians can beat the Rays. Like, yeah, they do have like, really um, good pitching. So they have very that. good pitching, and the Rays did just like kind of fall backwards into the last wild card spot. Yeah. However, they're just so annoying, <laughs> and that's really all yeah. there is to it. They're just so annoying that they're not even going to give me that piece of just like bowing out in the first round. I would love it if they did, but I do think the Rays will take it in. I won't say two games. I'll say they'll, they'll, they'll go three, uh, but I think it'll be two to one Rays. Yeah, I, it wouldn't surprise me at all. I mean, they do have it is at this point a valid thing to note that the Rays have been around in the playoffs for a while and have been doing this for a few years. This Guardians team is very young. Obviously, they have some guys who have been there before, like Jose Ramirez, Shane Bieber, some of the other guys on that team. But the Rays are a more experienced 
And like even Wander Franco is more experienced than most of those guys on the, the Guardians. So very real chance that they win that series. I think I have the I think the guard I think the Guardians will win it though. I, I do think that their pitching is really good between uh you know Bieber, Quantrill, uh some of these other guys I have on that team, and their bullpen with uh Class A and a whole bunch of other guys who throw high nineties. That's uh, that's a good team. I think they'll do it. Yeah. Tristan McKenzie too. That's another really good starter who looks like a giant string bean and is pretty good. I do have my own conspiracy theory about the Rays just like purposefully playing poorly the last uh, you know week or so just to kind of get the third spot instead of the second so they don't have to face the Blue Jays. So I kind of hope that like their plan just backfires on them. That would be pretty funny, but yeah. yeah. So that's my pick for that. Uh, what will you say for Phillies Cardinals? I'm going to take the Cardinals. All right. I think they kind of, you know, I think they make like not necessarily like a World Series run, but I think they go, you know, do a little bit more just with Pujols apparently turning back the clock in the second half just to kind of give uh, Pujols, Molina, Wainwright uh, a little bit of a longer stretch here. And then, you know, I'm just kind of rooting for them because of Jordan Montgomery. always liked them, even though I don't really like the Cardinals. But I don't really like the Phillies either. I hate I kind of dislike both teams, but Jordan Montgomery kind of seals, seals it for me because, you know, I always liked him with, with the Yankees and we talked enough about how weird that trade was, but I'm not, I don't really have any regrets on it right now, but still just rooting for him. Okay. I'm taking the Phillies of this one. I, the Cardinals, I think are a better team, but there's just something weird about the Phillies that I think that they might somewhat inexplicably send Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado and company home early. They do have some yeah. really good pitchers at the front of their rotation with like a uh, Dola. So that's very helpful to have in these very short series, even on the road. And, you know, all it takes is like a couple Schwarber or Harper bombs and uh, maybe they'll be set, you know? Yeah. I, I guess I should mention that David Robertson's on the Phillies. And I completely forgot about that because I just erased it from my existence. Yeah, it was. He very abruptly showed up there at the after the trade deadline, and hasn't really done a lot. But hey, maybe no. he will be okay. <laughs> but if I'm picking, uh, picking a random Yankee to uh, random former Yankee to root for, you would think I, if I remember David Robinson, I would have gone with him. That's yeah. the first time in my life I've forgotten about him. I will never, I'll never forgive you. I, I've awarded myself Manfred of the Week. <laughs> All right. So, how about Mariners Blue Jays? I think the Blue Jays take it. I mean that. That lineup is just too scary. That's kind of really yeah. what it comes down to for me. Yeah, it's it's a it's a tricky it's, one. I think this is to me the most evenly matched series of probably because the Blue Jays and Mariners played very close all year long, and the Blue Jays. I have the Blue Jays winning this one too, just because I think all they need is for like one or two of their hitters to like put some doubles and homers together in between, you know, Vlad, Bo, George Springer, who's done this like 50,000 times. I think they'll find a way to beat the Mariners, which is a bit of a bummer that they might not get any playoff baseball in Seattle after snapping the 21 year drought, but they'll probably be back. They got Luis Castillo. If the Mariners do win, it'll be because Luis Castillo shoved in game one and they squeaked out like a game two or game three win. So I will say that. Yeah, I think, I think game one is going to kind of set the tone. If 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 Castillo can hold them and hold the lineup in check, and they can you know Ajeda with victory in game one, their chance. Obviously, I'm not stating anything like rocket science here. Obviously, if they you win win game one, your chances are higher. But yeah, whoa, yeah, that's got a, that's some real the, good cyber metrics here. <laughs> yeah, cyber matrix. <laughs> um, but yeah, but yeah no, after that's after Castillo. <laughs> 
after Castillo, I don't really have a ton of confidence in the Mariners starting pitching. I think Logan Gilbert can be really good. Uh, but yeah, I mean, and I will say that it's not like the Blue Jays shove on starting pitching either, but they do have very good two people at the very front of it with Manoa and Gosman, who can both go toe to toe with Castillo. So I think they might be going Manoa in game one, last I heard. But either way, they I think that's just going to be too much, especially with the offense. So, yep. Sorry, Mams. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. All right. How about Mets Padres, the last one? See, this is the one I'm having difficulty with. I, I, I know I want the Padres to take it because, A, it'd just be funny to me. But, B, I've been rooting for the dads all year, like, uh, for the last couple of years now. But uh, I think my preseason predictions had the Yankees-Padres in the World Series. So I'm just going to stick with that and say Padres take it. But okay. there's a very real chance that it's not the Padres and it's the Mets. <laughs> yeah, I think the Mets are very reasonably the favorites here. The Mets actually ended up, even though the Mets did blow the division to the Braves, they ended up having the exact same record. So like in a pre-2022 world, we would have had a game 163. Though that's assuming that, you know, Braves would actually be playing more to win in Miami in their last couple of games rather than just hanging out. But still, um, the Braves, or the Mets were as good as the Braves this year. I think that they are the favorites to beat the Padres. I think that's probably what will happen, but I'm rooting for the Padres just because I think it would be very funny. Yeah, no, absolutely. Also, Juan Soto. Like the, like, Manny Machado. Kind of, exactly. Kind of like the worst case scenario that we thought was going to happen to the Yankees in August when they, they're blowing their division lead or whatever kind of happened to the Mets. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it, it'd just be funny for like them to hold first place for so long blow it in the last week and then just like bow out in the first thing. Cause they face like this Padres lineup. Yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I do think that the Mets pitching will probably get them over. Max Scherzer, just a tough matchup yeah. with anyone. DeGrom will probably get into one of these games too. So yeah, they'll probably be that. Although I will yeah. say that you Darvish, Joe Musgrove, not anything to be like, Oh wow, they suck. So maybe, maybe they'll turn into good performances. So who knows? All right. I think that's enough talking about the uh, not Yankees series, right? Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, so let's move on. We are going to do a little draft for this episode. It's our. It's sort of similar to our preseason draft where we're drafting things that we are looking forward to about the year. This time we'll be drafting uh, some of our favorite things from the 2022 regular season. It's a very general idea, so pretty much anything goes. We make the rules, so... Yeah, if we say it counts. It counts. <laughs> exactly. All right. This is uh, this is the world that Kunj lives in, by the way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Do you want heads or tails? Tails. All right. I got heads. So I will get the first pick. My first pick is Aaron Judge. <laughs> yeah. Because he had sixty-two home runs and is a god. That's uh, yeah. That's I don't know how much much more we need to say about it because we you all saw it. You, you know it. Aaron Judge, he's good at baseball. He's hit 62 home runs, like literally. Yeah, he hit 62 home runs and did it while also totally raking with the bat beyond just the homers, too. Like Kyle Schwarber led the National League with, I think, 46 home runs, somewhere thereabouts for the Phillies, and he hit like 213. Judge hit 311, 425, 686 with an 1111 OPS and a 211 OPS plus. 391 no. total bases. <laughs> in, he was literally in the in the running for a triple crown. 
yeah <laughs> until like the last few days when I think he was yeah. trying trying a bit too hard I think to hit the 60 second home run for very understandable reasons and I think took away from the rest of his game a little bit but yeah I, I think the pitchers pitching around him or whatever kind of like messed him up and just you know kind of got into his head but whatever he hit 62 home runs he was the best hitter in baseball this year yeah it's without a question Aaron Judge awesome yeah I I draft him he had an 11 win season by fan graphs <laughs> Is All that right. good? Yeah, uh, I crunched the numbers. It is good. MVP. All right, who is your first pick? My first pick is going to be the establishment of Nestor Cortez. Yeah, um, that was going to be my broke... first pick if uh, you had gotten the first. Yeah. He he broke out obviously last year, but like this year was just a uh, like there was a few questions like, hey, was that very was that real? What, what's he going to do this year? Especially considering his history before last year has been not very good. But I, th- I think it all comes down to his facial hair selection because, like, yes, and during his most recent start, had, like, a graphic of uh, him from, like, his Baltimore days, Seattle days, his first Yankee stint, and then his last one. And this is the only time where he just came up with the mustache. And uh, that's what done it, did it for him. But, yeah, no, it was nice to see him actually, um, you know, come through and deliver. And actually, you know, he's a legit starter in baseball. And, you know, potentially – He's probably not going to be the game one starter, but a potential like there's a case for him to start game one for the ALDS for the Yankees, and that's just all that he's said. I know it's truly incredible that we saw what he did last year, and we're like, "Oh, that was pretty fun. Maybe he'll be able to keep it going." And then he was actually better. <laughs> like he was an all star, yeah. a very deserving all star, posted better numbers than Garrett Cole, aside from strikeouts, which aren't really totally his bag anyway. But he's still got his over strikeout per inning. And just always seem to have good control over the game. So love Nestor. He he yeah. really only had like a one little mini skid in there after he slowed down a bit with the, after the hot start. And but then he picked it right back up and was pretty much the rock in the rotation. I would say down the stretch because Garrett Cole kept having these starts where he would like only give up a few hits, but the few hits were home runs. So yeah, yeah, no, I, I think it was like right before the all-star break right like the la- like the three or four starts before the all-star break right and it wasn't even like he was awful awful he was just like not as good right. as he had been yeah and he was still like delivering okay-ish starts maybe one or two blow-ups there but yeah since then he's just been incredible yeah and i think there is a legitimate argument even if like you think cole's the better starter than cortez there's still an argument to start nestor in game one i believe and i think harlan has talked about this in the comments uh harlan spence former writer for psa it's basically that cole can go in game two and then he could return on short rest for game five if needed and i think you trust someone like cole to do that more than someone like nestor just because of how many innings nestor is throwing this year and cole's also started on short rest before like alds game five in 2020 pitched well in that one on three days rest so uh, that's probably what's going to happen, I think, if I were to guess at this point. I think they will start Nestor in game one. But either way, yeah. they're still starting a really good guy in game one, so that's fine. Yeah, I think I think if you want to have somebody ready to pitch on short rest and, uh, you know, for, you know, game five, as much as Nestor's been good this year, like, you still probably trust Garrett Cole or, you know, have a little bit more hope in Garrett Cole being able to come through in that than necessarily Nestor. And that's not like a knock against Nestor, just to you said, like, as you alluded to. Garrett Cole's been there. He has the experience. He knows what he needs to do. Just also stop giving up home runs, my guy. <laughs> the easy answer is win all three games and then just yes. screw it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sweep the the Guardy Rays or whoever they're playing. Yeah. 
Guardy rays are also what Brett Gardner is doing right now because he's sitting on a beach, I think. So, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> oh man, can I? I, I know we're only drafting our favorite things. Can I just somehow undraft that last sentence? <laughs> Dishonorable mention for yes. that joke. <laughs> yeah. All right. My pick will be, or I guess my second pick will be Matt Carpenter. We may get Matt Carpenter back for the division series. It seems like they like how he's been swinging at the alternate site. For They decided to have him do that rather than fly to Texas for a few pinch hit appearances or something because they didn't really want to start him. But it seems like they could use him off the bench as a pinch hit option. And if he's any semblance of the guy who he was for like two months with the Yankees after being a total washout with the Cardinals, who's released from the Rangers AAA team at the beginning of the year, and then came to the Yankees and hit as and well into as Aaron Judge <laughs> <laughs> in, you know, 47 games. But still, 36-year-old Matt Carpenter. 305, 412, 727, an 1138 OPS, and a 217 OPS plus. Actually better than Aaron Judge. 15 homers. 15 homers in 47 games. Like, wow. <laughs> well, a solid mustache. Don't, oh, don't yeah. forget that. <laughs> the super, he's a good Super Mario Brothers companion. The uh, the Luigi to Nestor's Mario. So, yeah, right. <laughs> And wow, it was just so cool to see him come back into this lineup and suddenly rake all the time. Club home runs, his swing, the way he changed his swing in the offseason is just perfect for this ballpark. Joey Votto for hitting coach MVP, I think, <laughs> not surprisingly. And it's just a shame that, you know, a freak injury took him out of the lineup because he just smashed the ball off his back foot in Seattle and there's nothing you can really do about it. And if this is all we get, I hope we get some postseason moments from Matt Carpenter. But if that's all we get, then wow, what a thrill that was. Yeah, no, it was definitely a fun ride. Um, I think as long as he's healthy, hopefully, you know, he could come back. And like we talked about, you know, just like a solid pinch of experience. Because like, I think the swing changes he made were very real. So it's sustainable. Maybe not to the level he was producing, but like that he's an actual difference maker of an impact is not really out of the question. Yeah, and he, um, he has a really good idea of what he's doing at the plate, too. He's very patient. So I think just even if it's just instilling fear into the pitcher's minds by, like, having him pinch it in a, bit, in a big moment for an IKF or a Trevino or Higashioka, then, yeah, that's a really useful guy to have. Definitely. Yeah. So Matt Carpenter, he's cool. And I never imagined Ooh. that I would like him this much <laughs> as a career cardinal, basically. <laughs> now it's just like, oh, yeah, Matt Carpenter, my dude. <laughs> Yeah, when we when the Yankees picked him up, it was just like, oh, cool, a body. Yeah, he's like, he will fill in because Stan's doing one of his uh, little mini IL trips. But and then he's like, yeah. no, actually, I am Aaron Judge. <laughs> yes, I am. I, I am, am also God Aaron too. Judge. <laughs> I am also God. <laughs> I am lefty Aaron Judge. There you go. There you go. Uh, okay. Right. Who we got for your right. next pick? So for me, it's going to be, even though his season was cut short, it's going to be Michael King. I um, had him on just, my list too. Yeah. Yeah. What a run. It was just, it's sad to, you know, because like we said, it was cut short. He didn't, he, he reached his 100 innings again this year. But he still, with his shortened season, still ended up 12th on the team in baseball reference war. He ends the season 34 games, uh, 2.29 ERA, 51 innings pitched. In those 51 innings, 66 strikeouts. Uh, gave up three home runs, only 16 walks, but. Yeah, the dude was just insane. He himself had like a little mini stretch, which kind of quote unquote inflated his numbers. 
But then, you know, he got right back down to it. And he was, again, dominant before getting hurt. And, you know, he did get lucky in finding out, I think, a couple weeks ago that he doesn't need Tommy John surgery. So, yeah. hopefully he should be ready, um, assuming all goes well, uh, at the start of spring next year. And, yeah, what a piece that's just going to be to get back. Um, hopefully, he, you know, he can stay healthy for 2023 now. But, yeah, yeah Michael King. What a guy to have out in the bullpen. You hope that they can use him in a similar way that they were using him in the first half this year, just in multi-in appearances. He was arguably even more valuable than Clay Holmes, and Clay Holmes was incredible. Yeah. There's a great stat I saw yesterday from Max Goodman, Twitter. Was it the four, tied for fourth in F4? Yeah, he was tied for fourth in F4 among American League relievers, even though his season ended on July 22nd at 1.7. Just, wow. Yeah. It tells you pretty much what you need to know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hail the king. Hope to see the king return. Return of the king. Get ready for those yes. headlines. <laughs> oh, get ready for those photoshops. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine him with a Vigo Mortensen beard, but I'm sure we can figure um, something out. You, don't, you won't need to imagine it for too long. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. <laughs> All right. Well, on that image, we are going to do a brief ad break and we'll be right back. And we're back. So uh, Kunz just had the uh, pick of Michael King, which I love. My pick next is going to be uh, more of a concept than a person, and it is the 11-game winning streak from April 22nd to May 3rd against the Guardians, Orioles, Blue Jays, and Royals. And that was uh, part of the stretch that really surged the Yankees from their 500 start after the first few weeks when it felt like, oh, man, are we going to see more of the 2021 team again? And granted, some of those those guys did show up a little bit more in the second half, unfortunately. But that 11-game winning streak launched them to where they were basically by the end of June, where it looked like they were going to be one of the best teams in franchise history. And they were just clicking on all cylinders. Everyone was hitting. Everyone was pitching. All the vibes were great. Loved it. And uh, it's just great to see them dominate like that, especially during that winning streak. Yeah, that that, that was just fun to cover and, you know, have them like kind of go off and be like, oh, no, no, these Yankees might be legit. These Yankees might be real. Yeah. And for a while they were. And then uh, then August came and we will not really talk about August because that was a stupid shot. <laughs> yeah. August bad. <laughs> yeah, like. Josh Donald's hit a, hit a walk-off Grand Slam, and I do not have it on my list because it happened in August. So. Yeah. <laughs> and they went back to no. losing, like, right afterward for a while. Yeah. It, we were like, oh, maybe there's hope now, and then there was not. <laughs> no. No. All right. What do you have next? So mine's going to be kind of related to what you just talked about, but specifically that stretch, and I don't have the dates on it because I didn't care enough to look it up, but that stretch where every starter was just going for a no-hitter for, like, <laughs> Yeah, it was just like, what the hell is happening? Yeah, like, Cole had one, Cole had a bid. Uh, Tyone had a bid. His was perfect. And then uh, Nestor, Nestor, I think, had, had a, bid a bid too. Yeah, yeah. And if, was it just them three? I feel like there was something with Montgomery there too for a little bit, where like maybe not like a legit bid, like seven innings or something like that. But I feel like he was starting off strong too. And I was like, what the hell's going on? But yeah, yeah, that like, stretch was just what the hell. What a moment for uh, Matt Blake. Just be like, oh, every single starting pitcher is going for no hitters. I'm yeah. doing my job. <laughs> it, it was uh, it was unfortunate that none of them were able to actually finish it for whatever reason, you know. But it was still just fun to just watching that. Like, oh, we're doing this again today. Oh, we're doing this again today. Okay, we're doing this again today. Yeah. So yeah. I enjoyed that stretch very much. That rolled, yeah. And a few of them are broken up in the eighth. Like the tie on one, I know, was broken up with uh, after 21 up, 21 down. Um, yeah. And I guess on the topic of no hitters, we should say a shout out to Luis Severino 
for seven innings of no hit ball against the Rangers the other day. He was pulled because he was nearing a hundred pitches and, you know, it was only his third start back off the 60 day IL. And he's a guy you need to be very careful with anyway, but he, he had no hit stuff. He could very well finish it. <laughs> yeah, no, I think in almost any other circumstances, you probably let him go, but it was just, like you said, coming back from that and you need to make sure he's good for October because he's going to be a big piece of how far these, the, these Yankees go. <laughs> Bingo. Yeah. Uh, my next pick will be the Giancarlo State and a walk-off Grand Slam against the Pirates because that was just an unbelievable night. We already alluded to that a little bit because that was the same night that Judge hit 60 and Kunja already forgot that Judge hit 60 against the Pirates. But yep. I, I will remember <laughs> it because mainly of the stand slam that came shortly afterward when they're like, holy shit, they won that game because they were losing by four in the ninth. <laughs> So I didn't know it was the same game that Stanton hit the Grand Slam. I just okay, could okay. not have told you who the opponent was. <laughs> all right, all right, fair enough. <laughs> but like, that, that was that like was Madison great. said, Kunda's world. <laughs> yeah, uh, Stan microcosm too of his and his entire season. Obviously, he had stretches where he was injured, stretches where he looked absolutely lost at the plate, i.e., most of September. But it seems like he's getting back on track. He hit like three homers in the past five games, something like that, as the season came to a close. So. Obviously, it goes without saying, but if the Yankees can get that that going in the playoffs again, then good luck, other teams. Uh, I actually had, like, you know, just first half Giancarlo, like him making the all-star game and stuff like that is next on my list, but I'll just kind of toss it into you mentioning Giancarlo. Yeah, Giancarlo was an all-star this year. All-star MVP. (laughs) All-star MVP, not just the all-star. That bomb he hit during the game, too. Yeah. He had 31 homers in a down year, and it's just like, oh, yeah, okay, man, <laughs> exactly. And he did have an all star first half, just his you know, July, August, September, most of that when he was like, I think, battling injury and then not around really brought him down, but right, yeah, that's why like it was a down year overall, and that's just because of how much the second half brought him down because, like you said, the injuries and then just looking lost at the plate. But that first half was legit, <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. And he's slowly creeping up that all-time home run list, too. He's, uh, I believe, at 378, something like that. Yeah, 378. something like that. Just yeah. tied for, I think, 75th all-time, something like that. So he'll be, ideally, assuming health, which is always, you know, knock on wood stand, but assuming health will probably be hitting 400 next year. So that's, that's awesome. Well, considering he's hitting 75 home runs next year, I think so. <laughs> that's right. You already have that. You already have that. <laughs> Calling it. Um. Yep. All right. What's your next All pick? Right. Is this pick four or five? This is pick four. All right. Pick four. I'm going to go with Anthony Rizzo being a little better than I expected when they brought him back. All right. Um, yeah. It wasn't exactly like a fantastic year, but he tied a career high in home runs with 32. His OPS plus was 131. He had an okay slash line, 224, 338, 480, but, you know, 817 OPS overall. Again, we thought he was the boring slash safe pick from the first baseman that were available this past offseason with um, obviously Freddie Freeman being the top target, Matt Olson potentially, you know, being available in a trade and so on. But yeah, I mean, I don't think it was, a, the Yankees didn't regret having Anthony Rizzo over those two. I mean, yeah, probably whatever, but on the day, Anthony Rizzo was better than I thought he was going to be. And I enjoyed it. He, offered solid protection for Judge throughout the year. Uh, a lot of why Judge was able to do what he's able to do and hit his 62 home runs is because there are people around him who provide an actual threat, so they you know, they can't just keep walking him all the time. 
and you know pitching around him and Anthony Rizzo was a big part of that that's very true I had on my list uh his three homer game against the Orioles where the third home run was the short porch special of all short porch specials like no, right. the, the high arcing one that just hit like the first row down in the line of 314 or whatever yeah I, I love the home runs that make other other teams fans angry yes um, I will go with the uh, lasagna sauce, as I'm as I'm calling it, because <laughs> uh, Jonathan Lewiska, there's no getting around. It was absolutely dog shit in the first half. Uh, got hurt too, so that was very disappointing to see after how terrific he was in 2021. But since July 17th, he came back the a few days before. That was his first start. That was his first appearance off the injured list and got rocked. But July 17th onward. 1.76 ERA and a 475 OPS against in 31 games. So that is very much in line with what he was doing last year. Not as many strikeouts, I don't think, but still very much getting the job done and considering all the bullpen troubles that have happened in the second half with uh, Clay Holmes falling off, Chapman being Chapman, Trevino and Efros, who were both acquired, both being in and out. It's been essential to having Lewiska out there. Yeah, it's definitely good to see that, you know, because you know, he was probably one of the best pitchers and uh, relievers in baseball last year and if yeah. not the best. Um, and, you know, he was another one like uh, Nestor where you weren't sure exactly if he's going to be able to like kind of repeat it uh, or, you know, be that reliable again or be that guy again. And then, like you mentioned, like, you know, he was just hurt and awful in the first half. And you're like, oh, man, is he returning back to Johnny Lasagna? But no, no, he, he turned it back around. And, yeah, he was – he's probably – one of the most important pieces in the bullpen right now. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think you have one pick left and that'll wrap us up. Yep. My, for my last pick, I'm just going to go with Jose Trevino. Yeah. Uh, Honestly, we probably should have taken him earlier. (laughs) I I had a, I had a stupid one. I'll throw in an honor. We'll mention later, but Jose Trevino, he really came in and stabilized that catcher's position because after trading Gary Sanchez for the ghost of Ben Rortbet, who I guess did technically exist because he was on the roster for like an hour and a half. <laughs> Didn't play the game though. So No, he did not play the game. And it was just because of Trevino was on the paternity list. I was not excited about the Higgy Rortbet tandem. And then I don't I don't want to say fortunately, because it's not like, you know, fortunate that a dude was hurt, but it kind of worked out for the Yankees that Rortbet was hurt. So they had to still go out and acquire somebody else. They acquired Jose Trevino from the Rangers and expected to split time with him and Higashioka. And Trevino just emerged and, like, you know, was literally one of the best catchers in baseball. He was an all-star this year, and nobody really expected that. And, like I said, he's a big part of why the rotation and the pitching are able to do what they were able to do and just help stabilize that catcher's position where you're not really too concerned about it anymore. <laughs> and, you know, he provided some some uh, pop off the bat too, uh, uh, from the lineup as well. Like he wasn't the total zero at the play. He had a couple of bad stretches, but overall solid offensive year too. Big time, big time. I never would have expected that Trevino could have had something like this in him, but he provided central production behind the plate, tremendous defense uh, and give us a lot less Higa- Kyle Higashioka than uh, we prefer in our lives. Even though he's been, I will, I will say credit to Higgy. He's been hitting well in the past month, which is better than I expected. But hey, maybe if he gets a random playoff start, I won't melt down. But I probably will. <laughs> I obviously I will. I know just because like <laughs> he goes through those stretches where like you think he can be an almost competent bat, and then like that stretch carries him for like the next year and a half of his career. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, well. Oh, well. Okay. Honorable mentions. I had Glaber homering twice in one inning. That was a lot of fun. First half, Glaber was also more fun, but then he sort of faded for a little bit. He's come back a little bit. Hopefully he is over whatever illness has been bugging him recently, because that'd be great to have the two homer inning back in the lineup. So, First honorable mention for me will be Billy Crystal. Oh my God, I forgot about that. <laughs> well, not. I think it's it's just funny. I enjoyed the memes this year. Every time Garrett Cole screwed up, I got to you know make a stupid Billy Crystal reference because of you know opening day and how that just threw him off from there. And maybe that's the reason Garrett Cole's been giving up home runs all year is because he's still never recovered from Billy Crystal being uh, making him like four minutes late on opening day. But Maybe. yeah, I enjoyed the Billy Crystal memes this year. I guess Garrett Cole gets an honorable mention for breaking Ron Guidry's single season strikeout record too. <laughs> he does. He does not. He wow, does not. Not from you. Okay. No. <laughs> All right. So, other yeah. So other than Garrett Cole, or who may or may not be getting an honorable mention, <laughs> what are nope. your honorable mentions? I only have I have two more left. Uh, one is Wandy Peralta for basically just being the only consistent part of the bullpen all year long, obviously until he got hurt. Uh, but hopefully he'll be back in time for the ALDS or yeah. if the Yankees advance the ALCS. But yeah, Wandy Peralta. And then my last one, I'm just going to kind of throw it out there real quick. I know you mentioned Aaron Judge as, your, as the first overall pick, because obviously, but the actual chase for 62, it was just fun, oh, uh, yeah. a fun ride. Like, So I want to just give a shout out to that because, you know, it was just another you know, storyline. Like even when, during the, the, the extreme hell of that month, we won't mention August. <laughs> at least we had that to look forward to, and Aaron judges that bad to look forward to, and him just kind of piling on and, you know, getting to the point when, like I said, there was a point, I think I, I mentioned this in my, uh, the, the breaking news post, but there was a point this year where I legitimately thought he had a chance to break, to hit 74. By June, I was confident he was going to get to 62, but I legit thought he was, he might actually get to 74. Obviously, you know, I was a bit facetious about it all year, but there was a small part of me that legit thought it might happen, and then obviously it didn't, which Slow is down. only disappointing yeah. to is only disappointing to me because I'm weird. It's not disappointing at all because it's still an incredible season, and yeah, that chase was just fun. But those are my last two honorable mentions. Yeah, Aaron Aaron Judge chase sixty two. Good to make a college football fans angry by cutting into their broadcast too. That was pretty funny. <laughs> Just like yes. all the random <laughs> announcers getting sort of exhausted by it, like into cutting into college game day, NBA game day, or whatever it is. <laughs> Every sport, every Aaron Judge at bats, and yeah. then just to see like the pitcher just pitch around him and walk him. Cause... Yeah, or like he grabs that <laughs> or something. Like, oh well, <laughs> still on sixty one. Or... <laughs> but yeah, it was just really thrilling to see someone get to like fifty homers. I think by the beginning of September or something like that, and then fifty nine yeah. by September seventeenth something. So wow, what a what a season, Aaron Judge, good. Yes. I'll also say honorable mention to Oswaldo Cabrera for coming up and having that oh, nice little. How jolt. did I forget about him? Ooh, yeah, yeah, good, good. Yeah, he came up, hit his first six career home runs, uh, played pretty well, and co- covered the outfield. Even though he had never really been an outfielder, a whole bunch of outfield assists, which is really funny. So, and he's probably going to be the starting left fielder in the playoffs with Andrew Benintendi injured. So, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think it's a probably. He's he's a starting left fielder. Yeah, you tell me Aaron Hicks is starting a game, I might actually become the Joker. Yeah. Um, uh, he is uh, not getting an honorable mention this year. He is getting any. I feel sorry for you. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I don't even know if I go that far. Yeah. 
Oswald Peraza too. I, they didn't play him as much as Oswaldo, yeah. but anytime they played him, he hit. He hit 306, oh. 404, 429 with the 139 OPS plus. Should have been getting more starts just, over IKF, but what are you gonna do? Yeah, I was actually just about to call uh give uh, Peraza a shout out because yeah, but especially because considering you know first taste of the majors, playing sporadically and but still just coming up and hitting every single time and you know playing well, that's that takes a lot. Yeah, um, of like just mental balance and strength and fortitude. So kudos to him. All right, I think that's uh, comprehensive enough for all of our honorable mentions and picks and stuff. So um, let's move to the final B-Ref update of the season. I don't want to. This is just a weird list. All right. (laughs) No, but... um, Judge. (laughs) Believe it or not, it's Aaron Judge at the top. I can't believe this. Yeah, who would have thought? Followed by Nestor Cortez, Glaber Torres, and uh, DJ LeMayhew. I feel like the top four have been pretty stable for a while there. Yeah, let me give you a very defense uh, heavy season, bringing him on to here, but yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think before his injury, like, you know, the bat wasn't that bad. Uh, I think until he got hurt with the toe and just wasn't able to drive, I think the bat was, you know, somewhat respectable. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, following him is IKF, Josh Donaldson, speaking of defense heavy, Matt Carpenter <laughs> in his 47 games, Garrett Cole, Anthony Rizzo, Jose Trevino, Aaron Hicks. What is going on here? Yeah. <laughs> and Michael King. I don't know, BRF. Time to recalibrate. Maybe we have to switch yes. to the Fangraphs leaderboard next year. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Because I don't know what the hell I just read, and I don't think I like it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I do I do trust Fangraphs War a little bit more than B War anyway, but I do at least like the visuals of like the top 12 players, even if it's not totally accurate. Yeah, I, I will say like us kind of going off the B-Ref leaderboard is not like an indication or a, a support for one over the other. It was more just like, I happened to be on the baseball reference page and notice it. And when the first time I kind of called it out, so then I just kept kind of going off of it because they just have it there in front of your face when you go to the team page. Okay. So that will bid farewell to the B-Ref update for 2022. And uh, let's do uh, Yankee and uh, Manfred of the season. Just... All I'm encompassing. Go ahead and say other, other Yankee of the season. Yeah, yeah. We should say other Yankee of the season because obviously it's Aaron Judge. So we don't need to overthink yeah. that part. Yeah. It's obviously Aaron Judge, but you want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Jose Trevino. I know I kind of you know mentioned him towards the end of our draft, but yeah, I think he's my other Yankee of the season. Again, just stabilizing that catching position where like I had no hopes for it coming into the, the year at all. You know, just doing his thing all year round and emerging as like, you know, one of the best catchers in the league, being an all-star. You know, he became a father recently, so congratulations to him on that too. But yeah, no, Jose Trevino, simple yeah, enough. I had some, uh, those walk-off hits earlier in the season were a lot of fun too. Just how yeah. excited he was after the game. The one that came, I think, on the anniversary. I think, did it come on Father's Day or uh, something like that? It was connected to his father's I think something like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it, it's just been fun too. And, you know, just defensively what he's able to do uh, there, like with the framing and all that is just absolutely incredible. Yeah. Jose Trevino, he rules. He does. Mine is going to be Nestor Cortez for pretty much all the reasons uh, you outlined earlier, because he's just been such an electric story of this year. Such a fun presence on the mound too. all the goofy windups and ways he throws off hitters, but also just uses good pitches to put them away. Nestor. He's great, and I look forward to seeing playoff Nestor. Same here. Boop, boop.
All right. Ooh. Who is your Manfred of the season? The Manfred of the season, uh, I'm going to go with Aaron Hicks. It's, yeah. What? You mean I, the 11th most valuable Yankee by b <laughs> Apparently. Yeah, apparently I'm just being rough on the guy, but. If I had to choose my other options, it'd probably be like the fifth or sixth most valuable according to baseball mm-hmm. reference. So what do I know? Uh, yeah, it's, it was just a rough year. He had a few streaks here and there where he looked like a competent human being for a while. But yeah, then overall, it just wasn't a, a good year. And I think uh, the Aaron Hicks era in New York should come to an end. I They got to figure out a way to trade him or whatever at uh, uh, this season, obviously, you're not going to get much of value for him, but you know, maybe you could go out and get Shohei Otani for Aaron Hicks. <laughs> yeah, he's the new Andy Hark since he's uh, yes, he is a foff to new pastures in Pittsburgh now, so yes, <laughs> but yeah, it's I, I don't take joy in what happened to Aaron Hicks because he seems like a terrific dude and a guy, yeah, his teammates legitimately love so. It's just unfortunate to see this is what's happened for him. Once they traded for Harrison Bader, that was already, I think, spelling the writing on the wall that they didn't really see much of a future with Aaron Hicks out there. I think Bader's going to be the guy next year, and they got to move on from Hicks in some way. But that is an off-season problem. I think he'll probably end up on the playoff roster just because he's around. But <laughs> that's the thing is, and kind of not to go off on a little bit of a tangent, but Brian Hoke actually did like a. Ask me anything while he was like drunk on Instagram the other day, yesterday. <laughs> and, uh, somebody asked about Aaron Hicks on the playoff roster. And Brian Hoke brought up a good point. Like, you're going to be carrying Oswaldo Cabrera as your starting left fielder, right? But then you're also going to have Giancarlo Stanton and maybe Matt Carpenter, who both um, are, you know, obviously G is going to be the starting DH, but Mark Car- Carpenter's, you know, they're going to be pinch hitting, but neither of them are really options to play the field. Now, so you're going to want somebody there, and it's either Aaron Hicks or probably Tim LaCastro. And you- probably give a slight edge to Aaron Hicks there. For yeah, I think there's reason. an argument that you could use LeCastro's speed off the bench more than Hicks, or even Amarwin Gonzalez, who's another bubble guy, but I think he'll make it there just because of his versatility. But yeah, yeah it's probably going to be Hicks, so whatever. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. If we have to deal with Aaron Hicks uh, late inning defensive replacements after, you know, a back carpenter pinch hit, fine, whatever. <laughs> Anyway, just don't do what you did in that one game where like the two balls just dropping, just oh, looked at him and didn't do react. Yeah, please don't do that. Okay, my Manfred of the season is going to be a Roldis Chapman, who I would like to say has pitched his final game with the Yankees, but I think he's probably going to end up sneaking on the playoff roster due to these random injuries. The Marinaccio thing in the last week, which we haven't talked about yet, but it, cause it doesn't really require a whole bunch of stuff, it just sucks. I don't think he's – if he does come back for the ALCS, great, but I'm not sure if he will just because it seems like this shin thing has been bothering him for a while. And even though I, I could see an argument that you don't need to roster Chapman anyway, I think he probably will just end up there and hopefully not be used much. But, man, I, we've, we've never liked Chapman, but now he's just bad. Yeah. Before it was just like, oh, he's annoying because of his presence, but he still was a decent pitcher. Now it's just, yeah, no, there's really no excuse – Hopefully, you know, I do think, like you said, I do think he'll be on the ALCS roster at least if the, the Yankees advance past that and, you know, are in the ALCS and maybe some people come back. Maybe we don't have to see him there, but who knows? Yeah, I feel like he'll probably end up being around, but hopefully yeah. Wandy makes it back and that pushes Chapman a little bit further back on the high leverage thing. Like Holmes is also probably going to be back too. So 
both those guys I obviously trust more than Chapman, Lewiska, Efros, uh, Licky, uh, Lutravino. I trust all those guys over Chapman. So hopefully they. I trust, him. Get I trust you over Chapman right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bleak. <laughs> Clark Schmidt. Yeah, sure. Why not? Hey, Marwin Gonzalez has a scoreless uh, batter this year in the Mets. <laughs> Bring him in. Hey, that's a lower ERA than Chapman. <laughs> yeah. Should say uh, honorable. Uh, this is more of a Yankee of the Week thing, but just a funny honorable whatever. I guess you are here mentioned to Jacob Barnes and Chichi Gonzalez for showing up yeah. on the roster for a hot second pitching a game, then getting DFA'd. Because <laughs> the Yankees Gonzalez are like, we don't like... want to give innings to anyone we care about here. Go nuts. Chichi Gonzalez actually had like a decent start, although I remember like looking up on my on my phone just to see like I was like I, don't, I realized like I didn't know who the starter was so I looked it up and it said C Gonzalez and I almost DM'd you like who the F is C Gonzalez <laughs> oh you don't know C Gonzalez he's great I have never seen Gonzalez before uh, yeah there are there are so many guys that are gonna be hard to get on the sparkle quiz this year because you got Ryan Weber Chichi Gonzalez David McKay Jacob Barnes, oh. Luke Bard, Shane Green's cameo. Uh, Don't forget about like the players that were traded, like yeah, JP Sears and <laughs> yeah, JP oh, Sears, um, Frankie Montas. Who we didn't even mention in the entire episode because we'd rather not think about him. But yeah, he's a oh god. Uh, did Stephen Writings play the uh, pitch this year? He didn't. No. Uh, you see, who knows? Yeah. It's gonna be a fun sparkle time. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Good luck to you all. All right, uh, so this is going to be our last podcast until we're, we'll do. Well, why am I saying this is our last podcast until? Because we'll be oh, back sooner like, than we normally will be. <laughs> exactly. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. We'll be back before the start of Game One of the Division Series. We'll do a recording on the Monday off day and have that go up live that day. And the Yankees will begin their Division Series against the Rays or Guardians on Tuesday, October 11th at Yankee Stadium. Yeah, and hopefully then we'll have a little bit more of an idea as who's exactly going to be on the roster and who isn't. Yeah, and hopefully no one gets injured at the alternate site. Everyone is just, you know, working out. They're good. Um, enjoying the wild card action, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Who knows? Yeah. But until then, go Guardians. Yeah. Go Guardians. Go, go all guards. our other wild card picks for funsies. Follow us on Twitter at Pinstrip Alley. And, um, We'll talk to you later. Let's go Yankees. See you.